Good morning, church. It is Palm Sunday. We are officially in Holy Week. You know, so much occurred during this week in the life of Christ and in the life of those who witnessed the events in the life of Christ. So clearly, if you are hearing this message, you are unable to join us during our 11 a.m. worship time. So grab your cup of coffee and your sweet tea, whatever it is you're having for breakfast, and let's settle in and listen to what the Lord has to say to us today. This morning's scripture is found in Mark 11, verse 1 through 11. So as you flip through your Bible or open your Bible app, just make your way to Mark 11. And we're going to begin in verse 1. Now in my Bible, the header says, Jesus came to Jerusalem as king. So Mark 11, verse 1. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethphage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of his disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and just as you enter it, you will find a colt tied, which no one has ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you doing this? Simply say, the Lord needs it and will send it back shortly. So they went, they found the colt outside in the streets, tied at the doorway, I mean, are we surprised that Jesus knew exactly what was going on and told him exactly in details? No, I'm, I'm not surprised, but back to scripture. Verse 4, they went and found a colt outside in the streets, tied at the doorway. As they untied it, some people standing there asked, what are you doing untying the colt? And they answered, as Jesus had told them to, and the people let them go. Then they brought the colt to Jesus. They threw their cloaks over it. He sat on it. Many people spread their cloaks on the road, while others spread branches that they had cut from the field. Those who went ahead and those who followed shouted, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father David. Hosanna in the highest heaven. Jesus entered Jerusalem and went into the temple courts. He looked around at everything. But since it was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Before we get started, let's lift our hearts to the Lord. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, Almighty God, It's on this day that your son Christ entered the holy city of Jerusalem and was proclaimed king by those who spread their garments and palm branches along the way. Let those branches be, for us, signs of his victory. And grant that we who bear them in his name may ever hail him as our Lord and follow him in the way that leads to eternal life. It's in his precious name we pray. Amen. So if I could title this sermon, it would be Innocent Bystander, Now Front and Center. So this is a perspective 
from the donkey's point of view. Don't check out yet. Hang tight. Just just hang tight with me. <clears throat> so we've heard the story of Palm Sunday. It's the story of Jesus riding in Jerusalem on the donkey. We know about the palm branches. Robes were laid on the donkey. Cloaks were laid for Jesus to ride upon them. Robes and, and branches were laid on the ground for the donkey to walk across as he carried Jesus. We know this joyous entrance of Jesus riding into Jerusalem with many people cheering. Our churches today celebrate it with children come walking in with palm branches, waving them, singing Hosanna. People were cheering and shouting and rejoicing, proclaiming Jesus as the Messiah. And they were shouting, Messiah, save us. Please save us. You know, we could look at this event from many different perspectives. We could look at it from the perspective of the disciples' point of view. Maybe the perspective of those who heard of the miracle worker. Or maybe those who witnessed the miracles. Nonetheless, they anticipated the arrival of Jesus with great excitement. You know, it'd be like a modern-day movie star rolling into our small hometowns. Have you ever thought of it from the donkey's point of view? You know, when I think of it from, from the donkey's point of view, I mean, I'm a very visual person, and I'll be honest, I can't help but to think about Donkey from Shrek. I think it's the personality that gives me the visual. Just think about it. If you can imagine, just kind of go with me on this. The donkey's there saying, and there I was, minding my own business. When all of a sudden these men came up, they untied me and they took me. They took me. I really wish I could do the voice of Eddie Murphy, but I don't think anybody could do the voice of Eddie Murphy. But let's look at the description of the donkey. So in verse 2 of Mark 11, the donkey is described as young, tied, and unridden. Jesus gives the two directions to untie the donkey and bring it here. Jesus goes on to say, if anyone asks you, tell them the Lord needs it and he'll send it right back. So the disciples did exactly what they were instructed to do. This, this donkey did not ask to participate in this moment which was unfolding. Uh, this, was, this was foretold in the Old Testament, revealed in the New Testament as it was fulfilling prophecy. To be honest, the donkey probably didn't even care about prophecy. I'm just guessing. You know, the donkey might have been very content being tied up in bondage, untamed to the surrounding world, but instead he finds himself front and center as the crowd is cheering for Jesus. They're shouting, Hosanna! Could you imagine looking around at all the shouting and the, the sounds? You see, he's no longer a by, a, just a bystander. He is, he is no longer excluded. He is no longer invisible, but now part of the show. He is part of the main event. He is now part of God's plan of salvation for each of us. Can you relate to this in any way? You know, often we are content with being a bystander 
instead of being front and center. It's easier to not get involved or to sit back and not make a decision. I mean, let's be honest, to not make a decision is making a decision. And regardless of how hard we try to not be front and center, God has a plan for our lives. God will put us in the place where he needs us in order to fulfill his will for our lives and the lives around us. So we're told that the donkey was found tied up and never ridden. He was in bondage. He was not free to roam as he wanted. He was unridden and untamed. This is how he was found. Before we ask Jesus into our hearts, we are found tied up in bondage to our flesh thorns, to our sin. We're not free to roam as we please because sin's in control. Sin is our master. It whispers lies and it keeps us slaves to our flesh thorn. This is where Jesus finds us. Jesus wants to set us free from this bondage of sin. He wants us to live free and live an abundant life. You know, and even though we have no plans to be front and center, Jesus has other plans. Jesus didn't ask donkey if you want to participate. Jesus chose the donkey. He chose the donkey instead of the beautiful stallion. You know, oftentimes we feel as if we we need to clean up before we can come to Jesus. We feel as if we we if we need to uh, get it all together before we can come to the foot of the cross with our prayers. We feel unworthy of His love. We might even feel as if we. If we're wasting his time with all of our small issues when there are other people with much bigger issues. You know, we might even feel as if we're, we're not even good to do any ounce of ministry. We let our insecurities feed our fears while starving our faith until our hearts become cold and content with being tied. So what is Mark 11 revealing to us? So first it's saying Jesus chose us and wants us. He chose each of us specifically to be used in his ministry, just as he chose that specific donkey. He takes us as we are and where he finds us in order to use us. He wants us to be a part of his kingdom. To be in his presence just as the donkey was when the donkey carried Jesus into Jerusalem. So secondly, just as the donkey carried Jesus, we too carry Jesus. We carry him in our hearts. We are to carry Jesus to all who are hurting and searching. Are we doing that, church? We are to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Are we doing that, church? You know... As believers in Christ, we are to walk by the example that Christ set for us by showing how we love our neighbors. But scripture also says, you who are spiritual, restore them gently, but watch yourself or you also may be tempted. 
you know, there's, there's ways of showing love. Sometimes it's a simple eye contact to express, Hey, I respect you. Or it's a simple smile that says, I accept you. Just as the men went and retrieved the donkey, we're commanded to go out and love the untamed and the unchurched. Because that's how Jesus found us, untamed and unchurched. You know, third, the donkey was was untamed, he was unbroken, he was unridden. But while carrying Jesus, he was tame. We're often untamed and rebellious. You know, sometimes we actually cry out to Jesus. But yet, we still are content with being tied. But there comes a point when we cry out, you know, we might not actually be saying, Hosanna! But we are saying, Lord, save us. Please save us. When we come into the presence of Jesus... He breaks that untamed rebellion within our spirit. This enables us to stop following the desires of our worldly flesh thorns. When we become tame in our faith walk, then we become humble and walk in obedience as Jesus fills our lives with blessings. You know, and finally, even though the the donkey was found to be front and center, the main event, all eyes were on Jesus. We're not filled with pride of, hey, look at me. Instead, we are filled with peace and joy as we say, look what the Lord has done for me. And other people say, look what the Lord is doing through them. We pray for God to decrease us so he can be increased and seen through our faith walk. The more we grow in our faith walk, the more we become Christ-like. Glory to God. Hosanna. So my question this morning, my question to you, church, where are you in this story? Are you shouting Hosanna? Or are you at the other entrance watching the royal parade? Maybe you're very active in your faith journey. And you're saying, Lord, your servant is listening. Use me as you need me. Let's lift our hearts to the Lord in prayer. Almighty God, your blessed son was led by the spirit to be tempted by Satan Come quickly and help us. We are being assaulted by many temptations of the flesh. And as you know, our weakness, our weakness is found in abundance in our flesh. Let each one of us cry out to you. Hear our pleas. And Lord, as we prepare to go into Holy Week, let us remember that Your will be done, no matter what anybody else wants. Your will be done. And now we pray with one voice, the way you taught your disciples so long ago. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, 
thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Church, please know that I'm praying for you as we go through this spiritual journey together. I pray that you have many times where you see God move, move mountains in the lives of others. And I pray that he just cloaks you with peace, mercy, and grace as we head towards Easter. May the blessings of the Lord be carried out in all of the world. May the Holy Spirit guide you, teach you, and strengthen you. And may you fully serve as the hands and feet of the Lord. So always remember, speak life, be a blessing, put your faith feet into action to cause a positive ripple effect. Much agape, everybody.